on everybody this is justin from off the real podcast and today we're doing a little throwback edition i got one of my uh otis uh my longest friendships that i've had in my life is with this man mr mm-hmm. matt wickman uh we've been friends since probably what about 11 12 10 11 12 yeah we was we was young I acquaintances mean, since four or five yeah yeah friends you know, since we had the pretty hair and the and the nice little top the Tommy Hill figure, you know, it's yeah. Back when I was still wearing rustler pants, because you know Billy Whitman didn't know <laughs> Billy Whitman couldn't afford. It. He could afford it. He just didn't know. That's you, all. You know, I was thinking about that. My mom saved us a lot of. She really helped us out by having style. <laughs> Man, I, yeah. You know what? That's God bless the niece. She had a skill that Billy Whitman did not, and that was she knew how to keep her kids fly and fresh. <laughs> What uh? So you said the rustler jeans? Yeah, rustler, the Walmart special, baby. I was walking around with some rustlers and some Brooks tennis shoes and some some Rollins. You know, like I remember my sister moved up and uh, she came up in seventh grade and she said, "Daddy, what are you doing to your son?" And I and he was like, "What?" And she's like, "I remember she took me on a shopping spree." And um, that was that summer before seventh grade, and she bought me my first Tommy. So what? Oh, what what mall was pants. that? Um, say what? What mall was that? Oh, it was down outside of Hitchcock, Texas. Okay. Mall of the Mainland, I think, is what it was called down there. Yeah. You yeah. remember uh, <laughs> when we stayed with her that summer? Yeah, well, I remember <laughs> lots about that summer. I think I still have videotape of that somewhere. I'm putting my hat on. My hair is pretty, but I want to wear a hat. So there we go. Now, now we can rock hats together. My, mine is not. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, I still got it, bro. I'm telling you. So you know what? I'm just putting on the hat because I'm so used to wearing them anyway. Remember, I remember uh, Mr. Hope came to us like in seventh grade. The same year he blew up on us for throwing up the West Side gang signs and stuff. And uh, he's like, you want to have hair? Don't wear hats. He said, I wore a hat all the time. He said, now I'm bald. I remember that. Mr. Hope. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Hope, man. Back when we used to just flip quarters, trying to, trying to, flipping quarters and playing craps. That's what we did all day long. That, yeah, I learned, um, my daughter just finished sixth grade. And yeah. um, your son, what grade is he in? Marshall's an eighth. Okay. Be going in, I mean, he's going, this whole generation, this whole generation right now is going to be like known as the generation that's dumb, but they, but they love their families. I'm telling you, they're all, they're all like two and a half months behind on education, but they're, they're going to have more like emotional intelligence. I swear. Do you feel like um, your kid has experienced everything that you experienced growing up in Hillsboro? Hell no, my son. Hillsboro's different, bro. Like it's, it's different. I don't explain it. It's. First of all, my son, you know, he's, he's, he's gentler, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I can't really explain it better than that. It's just, you know, I mean, you know, my, my son would be, yeah, he's a good kid. He just, he don't have the, there, there ain't as much of the, um, the fear walking around as there was when, you know, I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, Hey, you got to watch what you say, who you say it to Marshall. He just, you know, quick example, just knowing my son. <laughs> so his grandmother came to go get him the other day and um, they went to go run an errand and that's all we knew. And then we find out that she's going to go meet someone from the other side of town. They'd be like going to the South side or whatever to give them some money. Cause they found her on Facebook and she's going to do all that stuff. And I call mom. I'm like, put me on speakerphone right now. And she's like, well, I says, mom, you are not allowed to take my child to meet people who are asking you for money on Facebook Messenger. And he's like, yeah, man, mom, dad, she is taking me to meet some crackhead to give her some money. And I was like, and he said it so matter of factly, you know, like it was just, for him, it was just like matter of fact. But anyway, the girl was fine. You know, it wasn't anything, it didn't turn into anything, but this is one of those funny situations where like, he's so blunt, you know, like, I don't know. It's just the way he talks. It's like, he don't, he don't sugarcoat nothing. And you know, we grew up in a way where, yeah, you, you better learn to be political about how you say things. Yeah, no. Unless you can, unless you can scrap, and you know, I couldn't scrap, so.
today we, um, you know, they officially announced school isn't going to resume here in Texas. So uh, we we went out and uh, we went to her favorite favorite place to eat and got got some pickup takeout and um, we were you know I was thinking about her how she is at the end of her sixth grade year and then what I had experienced at the end of our sixth grade year and I was so blessed <laughs> it felt like okay like good we're we're on the road to success but uh, I Better thought that schools. only somebody from Hillsborough would understand that though. Oh, man. I remember, see, I had Mr. Pruitt. He was my home homeroom teacher for um, sixth grade, Mr. Pruitt, up in the corner. And, I mean, the first thing he said was, he said, he brought out, he, he bragged about how he whooped Greg with a popsicle stick. And he, he said, and he had the baby, you know, and I can't remember, you know, I don't remember Greg's, uh, it was a little sister, I think, or whatever. But um, I remember he just sat there and he brought out this big damn paddle in sixth grade he says you know i start him off with the popsicle stick and now i'm working him up to this level right here and oh my god he was i was like man what is what is junior high about damn they're they're savages here and they're savages here on the third floor <laughs> oh man oh man mr pruitt man you didn't play no games yeah his mm. his son looks just like him have you seen him oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's my dude you know I ain't talked to him forever but i could probably have a beer with him right now greg if you listen what's up hey greg, that was a good dude yeah Very solid yeah. um yeah you know this whole quarantine thing bro it's it's weird as hell like in ohio like we're pretty head we were pretty head on the quarantine so it's all whatever they said um may 1st they're gonna start you know rolling out the um you know getting things back in order so we're going to see how long it's going to take for us to break out of it. But May 1st, I think they're going to start letting people go back to work. But, um, yeah, you know, like, you know, you think, oh, man, you're going to spend so much more time with family. It's going to be great. We're going to have these memories, all oh, these beautiful memories of us playing Clue at the kitchen table and coloring. Man, listen, my son is, my son is, I don't know, he buries himself back in the room. He's. He's talking to his buddies on Fortnite. He's got friends in Serbia. He's got friends on the West Coast. And all they're trying to do is, like, dominate right now. And he's, like, the head of the clan or club or whatever it is he plays. <laughs> he's sitting there, and he's got a leadership structure. And he's trying to get sponsors. And, man, I'm telling you, that kid is – I'm just like, man, hey, Marshall, I need you to come downstairs and do something. I'm, Dad, I'm editing right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like boy – you better get down here right now. We're going to read as a family. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, and so he's like, fine, I'll render a video. Look, maybe while I'm rendering, we can do some reading. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you can fit me into your schedule, son. That's great. <laughs> it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. Being a parent is, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Have you, have you learned anything new about, any of your kids that you maybe didn't pay much attention to before the quarantine? You know, you, you realize, you realize how much electronics are involved in your, in like everything, you know, like just like, God bless the Nintendo switch. Like I want to, I, I would go to Japan and give whoever it is a big old hug and just say, thank you. Thank you for this. This right here has saved me so many times, so many times, because you know what? If you're acting bad, I can take the switch. If you're being, if I need you to be good, I can give you the switch. The switch is the power, man. I'm telling you, but, um, you know, I think you realize that how connected you are, you know, it's cold up here in Ohio now, cold and rainy. So like 45, 50 and rainy, it's gross. So, but there for the first few weeks, you know, it was 65, 75, sunny. And it's like, yeah, you get to go out and walk around. You know, as a family, just walking around the neighborhood, just staying on the sidewalk, look left, look left, look right, look left, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was really nice to be able to spend time together. Right now, it's, it's, since it's so crappy outside, yeah, we're kind of just in chill mode. It's got that cabin fever. Everyone's ready to just strangle each other. You know, you're finding projects to do that you didn't even know you had to do, <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's all good. Like I said, you know, I you know, I got three of them now. So the oldest is doing his little Fortnite thing and making his videos and 
whatever he's doing. And then the daughter, she's fifth grade, and she all she does is TikTok dances. You know, like she, we don't let her have TikTok. I don't let her have the app, but she still goes to YouTube and looks up TikTok dances. Yeah. So she's clever, you know, but, um, but yeah, she's doing, I mean, every three seconds she's doing some kind of dance and just, you know, I'm like, what, what, hey, what is this? She's like, it's a dance. I'm, I'm like, man, I didn't, I wish I'd dance that much when I was your age, you know, hell, I couldn't even do the sea walk when I was a 12th grader, but, um, you know, and then the youngest, he's, he's probably the most, you know, like he's, he's grown up in electronics, you know, like he, from the time he started till now, he's done like school's been on the tablet, the computer. So like for him, schools, I can set the computer right in front of him and he's, it's not even like he has to adjust, you know, it's kind of like when our parents used to joke with us, like, look, they know how to use the remote control for the television, you know, like, look at that. You know, these kids, it's, they're just growing up in a connected world, but you know, I mean, that's, yeah, this is what it is. How's Ella, man? How's she? I mean, I know she's doing, doing thing. She's, she's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, she's probably handling it better than uh, her, me and her mother. Uh, but no, we're we're just staying busy. Play a lot of tennis. They actually just locked up the tennis courts yesterday, so maybe it was because of us. But uh, yeah, we had been staying busy doing that, taking a lot of walks at the park. Like you said, just getting out and um, just kind of reinforced to her and I believe everything she reads and hears. And that's been, really been the biggest, what I've been staying busy with is just focusing on her and making sure yeah. we get through this so they, um, attack. So you just now closed off your tennis court. See, for like two weeks now, two, almost three weeks now, they've had like, like all the public parks. They've had, they have police tape around all the basketball hoops up here. They call them the hoop. I call it a goal, but they have all the tape around them. They got the jungle gyms all taped up. Like you can't, you can walk around the park, but you can't really gather. So yeah, they um they did take the rims off about two or three weeks ago, and that um it's funny you bring that up. That had a profound effect on me to see people up there unscrewing the goal. That really hurt me. I was like, this is the end of the world. I didn't have an impact until that <laughs> happened. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. Sarcastically. Um, I mean, it's I crazy the things you apologize for, like, like you go to the grocery store and you get within six feet of somebody and there's that weird moment when it shouldn't be weird. Like, I should just be able to, like, slide past you. Hey, let me get those peas real quick. You know, but, like, now it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get up in your six-foot space. And you're uh, like, what, what? I've never felt so guilty about coughing. If I cough around somebody, I'm feeling, I feel terrible. And, you know, everyone... <laughs> I don't know, it it's like sense. that scene. It's like that scene from Monsters Inc. when the dude has the sock stuck on him, and like the quarantine unit comes out, like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. they just spray him down, get him down, butt naked. That's what I feel like if you cough or sneeze in public. Like yeah. God help you if you have allergies. You have oh, allergies. Man. It's over. Yeah. I don't, so it's all good. That's been. I good. mean, here, like for instance, here, uh, when we went up to Cleveland a couple weeks ago, um, and I had to go to a Lowe's while we were up there, and they had they're restricting the amount of people they let into the stores. Mm -hmm. So for instance, you know, there was like a three hour long line to get into the lows of people having to be six feet staggered just to get in. And then, cause they're only allowing like a hundred people at a time inside the lows or whatever. And I was like, man, y'all, I, I just need a wire brush. Like I, <laughs> man, I had to go to a, I had, I had to go find me like a bootleg place just to get a wire brush, you know, but I was like, eh, it's it's good times it, it definitely be one of those things like it, it def it'll define the generation like you know they're saying that it'll have um it'll actually be good for the kids you know a while ago you said um they're gonna love their kid they're gonna be uh not so smart but love their family and yeah. they're, they're saying that um this is really gonna give them a, an appreciation for the small things you yeah, know for imagine eating lunch with your friends or you know i mean it's gonna it's gonna be fun to see how it is on the back side of it you know it makes you it's gonna really you know you start thinking people start thinking about it so like you know you got people you think about places like alabama ohio state texas texas and all these places that pump a hundred thousand people into a stadium mm -hmm. i don't really think that's i don't necessarily think that's really going to change maybe but people will think about it you know like you just sit there and take these you know 
I don't know what, what people are going to start making the decision whether they want to mix it up with a hundred thousand people when one of them could have some, you know, like it's going to be fun. Like the fall football season, whatever. We'll see if attend. I, I would put money on the attendance being down. I mean, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, just to, um, the way that I've actually experienced that firsthand is the day it was, I believe it was March 15th or March 12th. I was able to, I got onto StubHub and um, I'm a lunch break. I'm looking around just, I don't know why. And I seen that there was a tournament, a basketball tournament, the American athletic conference that has UConn yep. and Houston and some pretty good teams in Memphis. And um, they were playing at the Dickies arena in Fort Worth. So I looked for tickets. I got a course side ticket for $15, $18 with the fee, right? Uh, well, I'm going to leave work at 4 o'clock to head to the game. At about 2 o'clock, they sent me the email that said that the uh, tournament was canceled. Yeah. And so if, if I'm able to get course side seats for 15 then, you know. Yeah, yeah. World with no, <laughs> I'm telling you, a world with no sports, it's crazy. It's It all is what it is. Like did, I said, it's Did you – uh, was this a realization to you that you uh, focus on sports or was it – not much of a difference were you able to carry on you know not really you know like i said i think for me you know for me the older i've gotten the less i've cared about sports you know i guess it's just because you get so tied up in your day-to-day you get tied up with you know i mean there's always time for like the one game like ohio state game or um you know yeah it's pretty much the big one you know but yeah there's always time up for that or in you know, the a basketball game or a Blue Jackets game. That's a hockey team. There's not a lot. Trust me, it's Columbus. They're pro, I promise. But uh, I never heard of them before. I moved up here neither. Anyway, um, but, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, like I said, you get so tied up with projects. You know, you get home. You know, you have a, a to-do list. You got your – you got to do this, do that. And they see, you know, you're, you're working on dinner. And after that, you're working on making sure everyone's got their, their teeth brushed and they're all – you're all kind of spent – you know, like, so you get tied up in day-to-day life. So. For me, it's mostly just like not having the sports talk radio. You know, like I haven't really been listening to the radio because what was I listening to talk about? The 1992 Chicago Bulls, Rich. I was, I lived it. So I don't, you know, like I don't need to sit there and what you can only talk about what top, what's your top five so many times, you know? So it's like, eh. So I mean, like I would imagine sports radio is, is down. You know, I was all advertising, you know, for that. I think that, um, yeah, I just, I miss it though. I miss having like, the electricity of sports more than anything else. Like the world has a different feel to it when there's like that energy of sports, you know? So that's really the, you know, like I think in any major program you go with like, if you go to Tuscaloosa, you go to Columbus, you go to Austin, you go to college station, any of these big places that have big teams, like there's a, you can feel the energy in the town on like a game day or when they win or when they lose, you know, like, like Sunday and Sunday in central Texas, North Texas, it's, you know, it's Dallas, you know, it's all about, it's all about the Cowboys. Everything talking about it or whatnot. So like, there's a moment, there's a collective momentum, collective energy, and right now it just seems like there's just like it's flat, just flat. On a you know like, you touched on something. You said um, the to do list. I I think that's where sports really hits because it's able to fill a void as a single guy. We do Ella's homework about seven thirty or eight by nine o'clock she's in bed you know what i mean and so that's it that's the train uh, for oh, right. it'll only come around when i'm doing these you can hear them in the other it, ones too it's kosher man listen my dad always said my mom couldn't buy a house unless it was a hundred yards of a train track he said that that was his thing so uh, you know and, i grew up with it putting pennies on the track and everything i do uh yeah it's it's i do think it's i i really miss it a large part of my day was a focus on what game is that night and uh, looking for games and seeing what's happening and checking the standings. It's, it's made, it's, I realize that it's a place, a bigger part of my life than I thought it did. You know, you also think about it. You're going to have a generation, you know, let's not get into the generation thing, but you're going to have a group of athletes who are going, who are, I mean, let's be real you're going to have a group of athletes. They're going to be three months to six months behind people like athletically. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like at this point, like, you know, Billy Wigman, you know, when I was little guy, we had the backyard batting cage, you know, whatever. Not everybody has that opportunity, you know, like you can't, not everybody has a hoop, 
out and outside they can play on. You know, not everybody's going to sit there and be able to, you know, you can play catch. But like I said, so all the social distancing, you're going to have a whole group of athletes that are going to be behind, you know, mature, physical maturity wise behind um, athletes at the same age last year. Right. Because they have more time in. So you can have a whole group of kids who are going to sit there and they're not going to see sports on TV. You know, they're, it, it might not be as fresh for them. You might have kids that are six, seven, eight years old that don't have that same hero. Because, yo, I didn't even see I didn't even see the, the NCAA tournament. Can you imagine? You, you remember like you remember when Brevin Knight nailed that three from the corner? Like, bro, I remember that to this day. That's oh, and, a memory. Oh man. Okay. No, no. We're gonna we're gonna do that. Then that's a perfect segue. Finish this, but we're gonna come back and do our top three March Madness moments in a minute. Top three oh, players yeah. around. All right. We because that's a good that's a good point that you were making. Um, yeah, there's going to be a – I never in my life imagined not seeing the March Madness. Yeah. It was tough. I mean, like, I can live without seeing the draft. I mean, it's, it's cool, whatever. I remember when the draft was just, yo, he came up, said a name, cool, whatever. You know, but, like, like March Madness, you know, you, man, who was it? Hold on, I'm just hold on just a second before we get into it. We're going to do an a intro into it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's right there a good thing. Uh, March Madness has played a big point in both of our lives, and with okay. it um, with us not having it this year, uh, I thought it'd be fun to um, ask you um, about maybe to name three moments or three players from March Madness that um, kind of made an impact that you remember. Well, you know, I've referenced it once, but I remember I remember Brevin Knight draining the three from the corner like that was like it, it, so it impacted me so much i was convinced i was gonna name my first child brevin you know and like you know and he wouldn't and that's only an ncaa memory because let's be honest his nba career was not really there so um but you know you got that um i'm not gonna sit there and get cliche like the leitner shot because let's be honest that was a little bit before i really paid it i wasn't a basketball head so um that really wouldn't be it i remember when um arizona Arizona made that run back Mike, then, you know. Mike Bibby and Miles Simon. Bibby, because that, that segued right into when Sacramento Kings got good in the NBA a few years, you know, after yeah. the draft. You know, like Sacramento went on the tear there too. Um, you know, let's see. I also remember. Uh, there's um, one in particular that I'm going to say in a minute, and I wonder if, if you don't say it now, I'm going to bring it up and I'll get a reaction out of you. All right, that's cool. Um, you know, I mean, I was up here when Ohio State made that Final Four run. That was a pretty, you know, that's that's more regional, but that was um, that was Odin, correct? Yeah, that was Conley, yeah, Conley, Conley, Odin. That was that was that squad. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are probably the ones that really stick out. Um, you know, because let's be real. You know, I remember I remember when Texas got bounced, but you know. Texas isn't really a basketball. I mean, I don't think of Texas as a basketball school. Anyone thinks of Texas as a basketball school lying to you. They're not. You know? yeah. I don't care. I don't care who they got. But anyway, <laughs> let's be, they're not. They're not a basketball school. We'll, 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 we'll come back to that because that's a whole other topic. Because if, if you look at who they produced, they have some. T- they have two two I'm top 20 that. players in, in the league. Kevin Durant. Kevin LaMarcus Durant. Aldridge. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's just, and then we can go deeper. Uh, the well, guy D- from the DJ Houston. DJ Augustine ain't deeper. What's no, the that? guy, so the guy from Houston that uh, plays a big part. What's his name? Oh, it's it totally just, but um, he's a big part of Houston's team. But uh, what do you think about? Um, here's three that you, that were fun for me. The Bryce Drew shot. Okay. From the corner, he he played for uh, played for that. We're up in S. Tonight's not a good night for me. Um, and uh, and then Val- Valparaiso. He played for Valparaiso. Oh, Valpo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember this. Now you got it. And then um, second would probably have to be Tyus Edney. Remember from UCLA when he played with the O'Bannon brothers? And yes. he took it from court to court in 3.2 seconds. And that's when yes. I realized that's how long it went for, took to go from end to end. Um, move. And third – was the run that the Utah Utes went on with Keith Van Horn. <laughs> you and the Utes, man. It was <laughs> – you, you, 
they used to throw that U up all the time. The Utes. Oh. I had an affinity for uh, colleges that recruited white guys. Like I, it was, I mean, it was a sense of pride. Like I needed some type of motivation. I mean, who was old dude? Who was old dude that went on that run? Um, it was Michael Doliak. Is that who you no, mean? No, 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 no. About oh, about five, six years ago. Um, um, he was li- shooting lights out. He was one. He was uh, in like Utah, Utah for BYU. He was. It was Jimmer. Was it Jimmer for that? For that, yeah. yeah. And that once again, yeah, <laughs> disappeared once he, <laughs> he d- disappeared. But boy, what a run! I'm telling you, the yeah. college. You know, that's the beautiful thing about um, NCAA is you know they you get these you get these names that only come out during the tournament. Guys that you know, fifth year seniors that just they catch it. You know yeah. what it is. Who was the big guy, Brian Reeves from Oklahoma State? Oh, no, big country. Big country. Big country. Uh, there's a little, there's a fun, there's a segue built into that right now. But okay, let's yeah. let's let's go. Is is the University of Texas a basketball school? No, not at all. They they're they're a big brand with money. Ohio State's not a basketball school. I don't, they they they're hmm. you know like Kansas. Kansas is a basketball school. Um, is I would ba- is Baylor? Baylor. I, I would say it's more of a basketball school than football school. Yeah, nationally, I mean, up here in the Midwest, we think about when you think of Baylor, you don't think of football. You but Ohio State has been more successful than Baylor in basketball, right? Over the yeah. past twenty years, maybe. It's definitely a national I mean, yeah, championship. We had, we had a run, no no national championship. Oh, it was the finals you lost with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the I think the golden. You know, I'm not. I didn't grow up in the culture, but I think they grew up. The old heads around here, and by old heads, I mean people look back at the '80s and '90s. They that um, that Jimmy Jackson team from the yeah. early '90s was like that was Not, the Ohio State team. I think it was '92 or '93, and it had uh, Thorn Thorn Burke. Oh, um, it was a weird name like Thorner Burke or something like that. He was something like that. Yeah, oh, that man. that was like that squad, the the Conley Odin squad. Um, and I, I, the Angelo Russell team was pretty good, but yeah, I take that back. Ohio State isn't. More successful than Baylor over the last twenty years. No, no I mean no. Baylor. Like I said Baylor's basketball, and and if you get into the Big Twelve, you know you really you, perception ain't really. You know, you know it's not like that. Kansas is pretty much holding down the fort. You know, mm-hmm. I mean it's let, let's go through it. You know, I mean they ain't really, it's, it's easy to kind of roll through real quick. But you yeah. you name me someone that's really who pulls the weight. Kansas carries the weight. Yes. West Virginia, yeah. you want to get you want to go get a hug? Go get you a hug. You know, like it ain't, yeah, you no, know? it has to be so, Kansas. You know, you get Michigan State. You have Michigan State. Michigan, I think Michigan probably is about. I think they're pretty, you know, football. But I think they're pretty even. Yeah, know, no, well, I I think that basketball, they're not they're relevant, but they're not winning. Like they haven't won and. I mean, and, and one of their highest recruits, I think, was like Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. who ended up going high 50, 60, like was a top 100, you know, the player. He wasn't yeah. out of high school. He wasn't a top 20, top 30 player. So, yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, that's mostly, you know, when I think of basketball, I think just Big Ten, Big East. You know, that's your, that's your, your ACC. That's your, that's like the power, you know. The, I'd say the SEC and the Big 12, probably about the same when it comes to basketball oh not not to jump jump away but to jump around um i was i was reading a lot of stuff about sabrina i'm gonna mess up her name ayulansku the girl Mm -hmm. from oregon she went number one in the draft tonight okay here's my take man i think she's overrated I think that uh, she's gonna have. She's not gonna have. She's not gonna be a star in the WNBA. I think she'll compete, and she's a good ball player. But um, what she, when I look, watched her game, what she was able to do on the college ranks was she was able to out out athletic size. She was more athletic than a lot of the people. That yep. won't be the case in the WNBA. She didn't have a great yep. shot. She never averaged twenty points. She never. They made it to the uh, in the. The NCAA championship last year and lost to Baylor by five. Mm-hmm. And long story long, I think that um in the WNBA she rebounds. Well, they'll be able to out rebound her because they're bigger, stronger, can jump higher. She her passing is one thing that stands out. I think that in yeah. WNBA they'll be able to cut off those lanes 
and uh, close in a lot okay. quicker. And so I think that she'll be an average WNBA player, and that's my hot take. Well, Go ahead. You know, I mean, you, you always were one for the love of the past. You know, ever since Jason Williams, <laughs> you you know, like that was your bro. I've, I've, been, I've seen so many behind-the-back elbow punches. Like, you know, I mean, Jason Williams was your dude. That's my Here, guy. You know, we, we – all right, tell you what. You know, in all transparency, we're gonna have this conversation because you know why, why are we gonna sit there and be super political? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how I know you. I know you, and I know you inside and out. So I'm gonna ask a question, and you're gonna answer it. See, that doesn't happen much. I don't get to answer many questions. No, no, so no, no, I'm no. Excited. We're gonna have some fun with it because you know what? I know Justin Darrington, and if you, I, I'll listen. And I, I think we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I can always be devil's advocate, so it doesn't really matter to me now. Women's national soccer program. Do you think they do? You, do you think they should be paid the same as the men? Yes. Um, okay. And Why? I'm a I'm a fan. Um, yeah. First of all, they're more successful. Hundred uh, percent. That's uh, first of all. Um, second, I don't think that the companies. I don't think that the potential has been reached for. They're not as important as the men's because people are making them as important as men's. They have players. Rapinoe, I love her. Uh, even oh, if you yeah. if you if you go back, like they've had players um solo. So I, I don't think that it's I think it's um the problem is that they're not putting them on the pedestal. If they highlighted these girls and showed how good they were and maybe played more games, I think that they could be there because I really enjoyed this team a lot. And so and let me say this. Let me say the hot take. American soccer is embarrassing to me. We are the most athletic. We are the best athletes. There's no reason why. Oh, he, he, tonight's not good. What was my guy's name? Landon Donovan. He yeah. should. He should never, ever be the face of American soccer. My guy was. My guy was kind of fast. My guy was kind of tall. My guy was kind of good, and we made him the LeBron James. Now let's think. Let's um, th okay, look, I've always wanted to ask somebody this: What if we took LeBron and had him playing soccer since he was four? What if we took Gronk? What if Gronk played football for? What if our? What if? Who's the guy? Who's the uh, wide receiver for um, Brown? What if he played soccer? Antonio for, Brown. What yeah, if Antonio good, Brown played soccer? What if JJ Redick played? What if Kyrie Irving played soccer when he was four? We would be the best. So I, I think it's. To, I don't like USA Soccer because the guys that they put on, they highlight. They're garbage. We made Freddie Adu a star. When Freddie Adu got to play with these European guys and he stopped, he wasn't there, brother. Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. So let's start with one. Do I think they should be paid the same? Hell no. I think they should be paid more. I mean, they are the, they are, they are the flagship soccer program in our country, period. Do I think that, you know, I think American soccer says what they don't require as much skill because they're playing against whatever. Okay, that's like that's going to get you into your whole NBA WNBA conversation. Yeah, Listen, it's you know like it's just a different build, but it doesn't matter. Like you know, I think it's B, I think it's BS. So let's start with that. All right, so they should pay, be paid more because at the end of the day, they deliver results, mm -hmm. and we this country is about results, right? So I'm sorry, whatever. My dad always sat there and said he loved watching women's basketball. This is back before the WNBA, so he watched college. He said because my dad grew up in the '50s, mm -hmm. you know, he played basketball at Hillsborough in the '50s. And for him, everything was under the rim. You know, you had to sit there and execute offense. You had to sit there and make your passes and try and cut. And, you know, like, I'm not going to pretend I know basketball terms, but Billy Wigman knew basketball terms. Well, let me tell but you, he, let, let, me, let me interject that. Um, Billy Wigman obviously was around Hillsborough since the 50s, uh, probably even oh, yeah. before that. And um, uh, basketball, a lot of people don't know. High school, um, Texas high school basketball actually has its roots in Hillsborough. Uh, Aquila, Hubbard, those times, we were the first place to put together a basketball tournament for girls in the state of Texas, yeah. actually. I'm working on an um, article about that. Um, so that's probably why Billy's probably seen some good sport, and it was a big deal in Hillsborough. So he probably looks oh. at it. He probably seen it from another point of view. You know, and so, yeah, you know, like I said, that's, that's, that's cheap, you know, but. Um... Yeah, I think that's, you know, so I do think they should be paid more. I don't think they should be paid equal. I think they should be paid more. I mean, let's be real. They're that's more that's my personal opinion that, when it comes to that. When it comes to state of American soccer or whatever, you know, without getting to a big old philosophical thing, it, it the other than Hollywood, America really didn't have anything that the rest of the world gives a damn about. You know, like, you know, let's let's think about it. No, they don't I, care about America. I, I okay, disagree. NBA. I'll give you the NBA. Okay. I'm, I'm, but, but 
the NFL, world don't care about the NFL. Nah. All right. Um, let's talk about American baseball. Japanese have baseball, but at the end of the day, yeah, you want to make it to maybe the United States because maybe you can make more money. Right. But really, it's, yeah. you know, what do you got? Japan? Okay, thank you. You got Central America, but that's basically yeah. American baseball. All right. So, but you go to Spain, they could care less about baseball. You go to Europe, Asia, for most not, yeah. you know. So I think that, you know, I think what the United States has become is the United States has become so USA centric that they create, you want to be a, you want to be an American football star. You know, I tell I tell something Marshall all the time when he played soccer, you know, cause he would want to play football. I say, you know what, do you want to sit there and know what it's like to sit on a street in Spain, drink, drink, you know, drink, uh, have some paella, drink some sangria, be in a foreign country and play a sport abroad and know that you can walk in any country and play a sport there. I said, that's, that's, that's soccer. That's football, you know, like, and I think we as Americans have become so it's about us. It's about what we happens from the, from, from coast to coast, you know, from um, the Atlantic to the Pacific to the third coast, a little shout out to the third coast, but you know, like we don't really care, you know, that the only thing the world that really gives a damn about is, Hollywood and the movies we churn out, you know, because that's really the best. That's our best. Uh, you know, we have great business, but you know, our best escort is to be famous, to be in Hollywood and be famous. And you sit there, it like, I, I watched a Korean movie the other day called um, Parasite. Good movie. Watch very, Parasite. very good movie. It's 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 funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, like it's just the movie scenes. Really, it. I can't. And so you get a whole, you get a country of people where they only care about the country. They don't care about the greater landscape then you know you can i don't blame a 13 year old in central ohio for wanting to play basketball or play football or play baseball because at the end of the day why do i want to play soccer you know like i can be famous here in the united states i ain't got to move all these things lebron would be a horrible soccer player he may, may be a great goalie but antonio brown all your guys are like six three, six. You know, Kyrie. No, uh, but you, you. This is what I said. I said from the time they were four years old. You can't tell me that LeBron practicing footwork every day wouldn't have been able to get his footwork down. Yeah, I get it, but I also think once you get to about once you get to about six five, six six, you're going to lose some of that. Could be a D. You don't think he could play midfield? I don't think he could run with them. You know, like, you know, who's um who's Odu plays for Kansas City. Um, the wide receiver. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's so it's Dutch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You see, that's 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 what happened during the coronavirus. We done forgot athletes' names. Okay? It's bad. I forgot two names. I got <laughs> them back, but I forgot that, that we're in our late that we're in our late thirties, and it's really embarrassing. But yeah. what Tyreek Hill? So Tyreek, right? Tyreek can fly. He's like five ten, five nine, and he can run like a four two. Now that kid right there can play soccer. You know, mm -hmm. like he's gonna he could. Just he's built for it, you know. Like a, I think like a Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, I think Kyrie would be on the tall spectrum, but yeah, he'd be fine. I think LeBron, he'd be a great goalie because he has range. He can jump. He can Steph, cover. He can go Steph left. Curry. He can go right. Steph Curry. Um, yeah, I mean all these, all these poor basketball guys. They got so many miles on their legs now. It's kind of you know they can be young and still falling apart. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean you understand how it is. You know, sometimes something once something breaks down, it breaks down. <laughs> but. It'll never be fixed. <laughs> you were, did you know that? Um, did you know the history of South Korea and their entertainment export? Did you hear how that came about? I mean, other no, I mean, other than K-pop, I don't know much about it. Okay, listen, they were making cars. I think it was the Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai and Kia. Huh? Okay. Well, they had a big year, and uh, they were they were looking at their profits. Well, they seen that Jurassic Park made. I think three or four times more than they made the entire year. So one of the guys says, why are we making cars? Why don't we make movies? And they literally shifted the whole country's focus away from making anything that isn't entertainment. And if you have a kid that's talented, they're going to knock on your door and ask if he can come live in a certain place where he can train to be the most talented. So it's a, it's very interesting if you get a chance to read up on it. I mean, that's pretty sweet stuff, you know, like, you know, I just think that, like I said, it's it's. I think every country has its thing. You know, like India has the cricket. You know, you want to be a cr cricketer or cricketer or whatever. You want to be. You want to play cricket. You know, you want to be. You know, growing up here in the Midwest, there's a lot of kids want to play basketball. You know, they just want to hoop. You know, I mean, 
you have football players, you got basketball players. You get down to the southeast, you know, once you get south of like Tennessee, I mean, baseball players are just it's everywhere. Like mm-hmm. baseball, I played baseball 11, 12 months a year, you know. Here it's basically like February to September, then it's just like that's it, you know, like yeah. there's not a lot of ability to get out to the anywhere where it's warm, baseball flourishes, you know. Yeah. Um you know, you get up north, I mean, like wrestling wrestling is big up here like kids wrestle and I, was, I mean the first time I saw wrestling my son was doing it and he was like six or seven years old it's awesome like it is you just watching your kid manhandle somebody you're just like yes but yeah you know and then you get further north and you got hockey you know and so you know I just think it's all kind of specific to where you're at but um you know I think we're blessed as a country to have so many athletes you know so that's you can't and blame well, them I, I mean that you know, we, you have the freedom to play sports and you have the freedom to better your life by playing a sport. Worse, even if you go to college, worst case scenario, you get a two-year associate degree from a junior college. Mm. That's not a bad run for doing something you wanted to do your whole right. life. So, exactly. And that's it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. That's hey, uh, we're, we're, I didn't mean to segue to this point, but we ended up talking about sports and junior college. Uh-oh. I have to ask... Oh man! Tell me about the famous story of you falling asleep in the dugout and them throwing baseballs at you. All right, so listen. All right, so let's let's first of all put yourself in the mindset of a young man who who really thought that like he was it. And so when you get to like when I got to JC playing against a bunch of guys who were from uh, the Dallas suburbs coming from four A five A schools. Coley I was Colbert. like, oh, bro, Coley Colberg, you know, and, um, you know, and they're all coming from, like, you know, Rowlett and um, Allen, and they're all Plano. coming from, um, yeah, the northeast side. I mean, that's where, that was where Skip's pipeline was at, right? And I'm like, man, these kids are good, you know, and, like, I didn't get recruited and all those things, and, you know, there's a whole ecosystem behind it, but basically, hey, Matt, do something while I pay attention to these people that I give a damn about, right? So I'm just like, so I'm bored. I'm bored. You know me. I'm. You know, you was there with me. You know we were staying up till all hours of the night, not doing anything we were supposed to be doing, um, except for you know the college experience, right? And then so here we are at practice. I'm not out in the field, so I'm not. I'm. You know my energy's already gone. I'm already tired. I'm sitting here supposed to be watching this practice. You know talking about the channels. We talking about practice. Practice. You know so ugh, practice. We talking about practice. You know like. Like, like, um, Cardell said, you know, I came here to play, I came here to play baseball. I didn't care. I came here, I didn't come here to study. <laughs> but, anyways, I'm sitting here just tired. So, you know, I just, just pull the hat down low and just kind of just cross my arms and just watch. Next thing I know, next thing I know, I, I, I don't remember what it was. I just remember looking left and Skip was sitting on the, sitting like 10 feet away. He looked and said, Are you really sleeping right now? And I said, Oh no. Oh man. So, so he made me run from Navarro College all the way out to the railroad tracks in downtown Corsicana and back. It would be like a six mile run. That was a long, it was, it was a long, <laughs> that was not good. That was a bad, bad day. <laughs> Dude, uh, have you, have you seen the, uh, the show Cheer on Netflix? started it you know i it's i mean we always knew that we always knew we had a squad you okay know? I well mean, let me the show is amazing you should definitely give it a try uh, do you remember our first the first week on campus when i have um have the guys from alvarado with me emory and hollywood hollywood okay tyrone tyrone they come with me into my dorm. We're gonna. I'm gonna grab some money. We're gonna go to uh, get something to eat. Well, I have a, a message on my answer machine. So while they're sitting in the room, you know, I've just pushed play, and it comes on and it says, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he says, "This is so and so. I'm a cheerleader here at Navarro, and this is a guy." And he says, uh, "You are really, really cute. We're having a party tonight. Do you want to come?" And I look real slow at them, and they all have the same look on their face. It was like I look, and and Hollywood goes, "Are you?" 
<laughs> and I was like, no, I don't, I don't know who that is. They're like, okay. And so we just kind of played it off and it was the most awkward thing. And I've seen you on campus a few other times. And uh, I was telling my daughter that story when we was watching Cheer Together. And uh, bro, I had, we remember we had, we lived out in um, Truth, man. Truth. We had the one cheerleader lived out there with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, he was he, he was standing he was standing to a standing backflip and we'd be like, bro, yeah, I was you right. know? they were very good, definitely they were good at what they did for sure. I mean, yeah, they were good even then. Like that was that was the, them. And I went back. I think that was the first or second year that they won the national championship, and they've won like nine yeah. or eleven, maybe thirteen since then or something. Something crazy. Yeah, Navarro's a good little school, man. That's one thing. Like of the of the JCs in the state, that's one of the the colleges, the colleges feeling of the. JC, no, you know, like, absolutely. like, absolutely. like he'll, he'll never felt like a college really, you know, like just, there wasn't enough depth up on the, up on the hill, you know, just no. like one little strip and that was it, you know, just, you know, I don't know, it just, I don't know, it's just different up at the hill, you know, but, you know, like I remember we used to travel out to Cisco to play baseball and Cisco felt a little bit collegey, but it was also mm-hmm. a little rundown. Um, you know, MCC was always a pretty, pretty, real pretty school, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, of the JCs, Navarro's probably one of the better ones in the state. Yeah, but um, can yeah. Uh, I can't ask for Go your ahead. permission. I can, see your, I can see your face, so you better just you better. I can see it. So well, you better just think about how you're gonna say it. That's because you're gonna say it. So it's yeah, it's kind of breaking the rule we had before we got we agreed to be uh, on here. Like uh, we can't yeah. talk anything about old uh, flames or anything, which is understandable. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, there were no flames, okay? So uh, but, there, but there were no flames. That's why I feel like this is okay. Uh-uh. Do you remember being really? in, and I won't say any of their names. I won't say. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember you being in the dorm uh-huh. and uh, this girl was fond of you and everything is going really well. And uh, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you get nervous and you start seeing it. Why you gotta be nervous? Listen, oh, they ain't gotta be nervous. So why? What, okay, let's let's question it this way. What made you sing uh, a Little Mermaid song in the middle of the prettiest girl on campus, in front of the prettiest right, girl so, on campus? Listen, bro, <laughs> because I can see you. It's worse <laughs> because you was there. It's even worse. Oh man, um, let me tell you how right. it played out in my head. You know how, like, no, 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 no. I see everything no, going well. I see everything going well. And I'm like, oh, my man is really going to get with the girl that everyone's talking about on campus. Like, this is really cool. Uh, and then and then you start. And I see the body language drop. Yeah, and I've seen her yeah, look at me perfect. like. No, 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 no. And I no, wanted no. to just grab you and pull you out of there. But I've oh, seen I thought, she bro, looked at me. I thought I was killing it. I thought bro. I was killing it, though, son. But she but looked, you know. Hold on, I want to hear your point of view, but let me tell you how she looked at me. You're me. She goes. <laughs> like, you just let her down. You had her, bro. You just let it down. So tell you me, know, from, from your point of view, walk me through that moment. You don't. You don't. I guess, I guess the best way to describe it is, like, I was never, I was never the, I was never the, the scrapper, you know, to go out and, like, yeah, I don't know. When you work in the so sensitive throwed, angle, I wasn't too hard. Throw it in the game, you know, as, it, as we used to say back in the day. You know, like, you know, it was just for me. It was just, you know, just being myself. And um, yeah, you know, there was no like trying to be cool. Like I've never been the type to try and be other than myself when I was around people. And like me, you know, like I said it was. No, hey, I can sing Little Mermaid with the best of them. And that's know? so. It's like. No, I thought I you were single mermaid for my kids. I literally so. thought you had it. I thought that was gonna kill it. That was the exclamation point. I was like, I've yeah, seen him do I've I seen him do this before. Jagged edge or something. I yeah. definitely should have some jagged edge or something. Well, I've but, seen you yeah. do that before. I've seen, you know, I've seen you play book. I know the playbook. I was like, oh, he's got he's got it. He's got it in the bag. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna serenade. He's and then it just the chops, it man. just reversed. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh. But you know what? Hey, you know, it's one of those things like I don't remember the negative side of it because like I said, you, you, you know, you was, you was great about stepping in and you know, like I don't have, I didn't have a lot of social awareness. So even as it was going on, I didn't know anything was going wrong. I was like, Hey, I'm crushing it right now. 
Ooh, I'm, and so and you were you, know, you no you you yeah, were yeah. you were killing yeah, it. I was yeah I was. Oh, I just was maybe fine. maybe we could just blame it on song selection. Yeah, we can definitely go with song selection. But you know what? Like I said, you stepped in. Like I said, you've always been able to step in real quick. You know, and I didn't realize you. You know, you you were stepping in to like keep me from drowning. I mean, I'd already I was already dead, but you know. We got out. You know, uh, we, hey, we, you know, hey. Live the fight another day. Live the fight another Man, day. Man, we fought but, another day. For but sure. yeah, I mean, tons of times. That, yeah, that's that's one of those ones like you told me about that after the fact. And I'm like, really? And you're like, that didn't work, huh? And you're like, no, son. No, 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 no. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. That was, that was my best song. <laughs> no, I Dang. think... I, th- I think the best song might have not, we might have not been, we might have not done it the best, but when we did Shy, if I ever, we might have not done it well, but people enjoyed it when we did it. Well, there was that, then you always had the um, Top Gun, we always did the, uh, you know, you no longer close your eyes. Anyway, yeah, we used to break that one out too, that was always fun, but um, yeah, you know, here's what it is, like I said, this. Yeah. What what yeah. is your what is the most uh your most memorable moment from Navarro? Oh, from Navarro. What's the, okay? Let me rephrase that. What is the most iconic moment from your time at Navarro? Um, if it well, was a movie, what would be people's favorite not part? Everything Navarro can, not everything we did in Navarro can be spoke of. <laughs> you know, because it wasn't you know like it's. You know, so there's there's some there's some pleading fifth and a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, golly, I remember, I remember racing Hollywood. You know, because we always, I always, I always griped to Hollywood because he beat me out for first team cornerback, and um, I ended up going second team. He ended up going first team for um, what District Eight Three A. And I told him, I said, man, you wasn't even no good. You know, because I'm talking trash to him, and so. Um, I remember we raced out there, beat him two out of three times, um, thinking I could fly. I challenged the dude on the flag football field. I said, I, I challenged the other dude on the flag football field, thought I could take him. So the football coach was out there. I was like, you know, this might be a fun way. I might be able to show out in front of the football coach, you know? And so he's out there. He says, you really want to race him, huh? I'm like, yeah, I got it. You know, and I lined up, man, within five steps, this dude was pulling. I'm like, oh, my God, he's fast. And, man, we ran that 40. He beat me by five yards. Really? And, I mean, I never, you know, at that point, I hadn't been put away too many times. And um, I think I, ended up, I think I've lost money on that deal. Anyway, but long and short of it was, Coach looked at me and says, you know, that, you know, he says, you know, you just challenged, like, my first, my starting running back, right? I'm like, oh, been nice to have known that before the race, you know? Wow. But, yeah, dude, he ran, like, a 4-3. Like, he was amazing. But, um, you know, there's that. There's the time. God, there's all the times, you know, when we went up to, me and Mikey went down to A&M together. Um, a lot of good times, a lot of good road trips. Um, I mean, a lot of fun times revolved with Michael, Michael Simmons. What, um, yeah, yeah, I hope Mike sees this. I actually got his number. I need to give it to you. Um, <laughs> what's the fastest okay. you ever went in Mike's green car? Mike's green car. I can tell you we – yeah, I remember. I remember hearing the story about you and him making that drive. So yeah. the fastest, the fastest I ever made it from Hillsborough, Texas, to Corsicana, Texas, was 19 minutes, and that was, I was cooking. I mean, That's crazy. But I slipped. But I slowed down coming in and co- and going out of um, to Elvis. Elvis, you know, slowing in and out of um, Frost. Frost. Yeah. Mikey didn't. Mikey didn't slow down. So I mean, I'd go 120, 130. Mikey can only top out like a 119, but he made it in 14 minutes one time because he didn't stop. And so, yeah, he beat me by five minutes. But Mikey made it in 14 minutes one time. I remember one time he told me, said, bro, he said, I gave Justin the ride to school one time. He said, I'm getting it. He's like, Rah. And he says, yo, Justin's just sitting there in the past. He got his knees up to his chest. He's like, no, 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 no. No, I was, I had already made peace with the fact that it was over. <laughs> He was, I kept seeing it go like 120, like 110, 120. I'm like, this is crazy. He's like, Mikey, slow down. And, you know, like you just don't, it's funny because you're a very risk averse person. Like you don't take a lot of, you know, like I remember the time we tricked you into getting onto the roller coaster at um, Six Flags. Bro, that was, was it, the, I don't know if it was the Texas Giant, 
But I remember we was sitting there and you didn't know what was going on. We was all kind of just shit laughing and whatever. And you didn't realize, next thing you know, we're like stuck in a line. There's like two, 300 people behind us. And like, oh yeah, God, dude, we were crying, bro. You got on that ride. You sat next to me. You just buried your head in my shoulder the whole time. Uh, and you're like, bro, I hate you. I hate you. Uh, it's over. It's over. And then you look up and we was only halfway. We was at a slow point. You're like, no. Well, that that's probably uh, similar to, you remember you told me that uh, you were headed to school and you hit a ice patch or you hit the rain and you wrecked? No. And you talk, outside Blooming Grove. Yeah, let me tell you the best part of the story. You told me that uh, you said that you had read in an article that uh, you have like a 50% more chance of surviving if you're drunk because your body goes limp. So as soon as you were about to hit the pole, you just... Yeah, that's an iconic wreck for me. But yeah, that's you, me, and Drew. We used to do that all the time, like limp, you know, but... um, Can we... No, we were... Hey, I'll edit. I'll take this out if we have to. But can yeah. we can we talk about the mailbox? Or is that federal offenses? There's no statute of limitation on federal offenses. It's got to be a statute. I think we're fine there. We'll, okay. we'll jump into that. No, so I remember I was driving. I was coming out of Blooming Grove, and I hit a slick spot, and it would be raining. Fishtail. What's funny is I had just got finished doing defensive driving like that week. Okay. Ago. It was horrible. Anyway, so I got up. She spun. And I remember – I got up into the barbed wire fence, wrapped around, and just went head first into the pole, right? And I remember, like, everything pop, got hit with the airbag and everything, sitting there and just like, oh. And I remember hearing, I just, I knew that Chief was going to kill me, and I knew that it was bad, and I knew my car was done, and this was just a bad, and all I remember, I'll never forget it, I was listening to Profile Liar, and I remember just, I had the old speakers, you know, I had that Bose system and that, um, that, Maxima, and I just cranked it up, and it's just you're a liar, a cheater, a deceiver. Yeah. So to this day, I will always remember that song for that accident. You know, like I won't ever forget it. And I remember having to get a ride back into town, and I got down to like a little restaurant right on the outskirts of town, walked inside, said, "Hey, you know, whatever." I picked you I up that to... morning. Was that you? Then no, you you picked me up at the maybe a thing, but I remember I got a ride back into town. Oh, okay. And I said where I got in the accident. And sure enough, the guy at the register said, hey, that sounds like, hey, so that sounds like your property. And the guy that owned the fence was sitting there having coffee. Old man was sitting there having coffee. He said, oh, yeah, sounds like I'm going to be out working on the fence today. And we went back out. No, oh, that was that was bad. But, um, yeah, no, the you talk, which one? You talking about the mailbox and the ice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I was always down for to pull the e-brake so we hit it we hit a quarter with ice on the ground completely lose it hit a brick mailbox crashed through the brick mailbox and i remember my brother was with us he was in the back and he said is he always like this i remember so we're coming out of birdland so we're coming out from about like we're ben buyer mockingbird and all that stuff we're coming out of there we're headed towards that new chef i think was the street We're headed towards Chaparral, towards like where Chad Cochran lives. Back down the corner, yeah. And so we're coming up around that curve, headed towards Chaparral. And like, I remember I'm hitting it, pulling the e-brake, punching the gas. And we must have hit a dry spot because she just shot straight forward and hit that brick mailbox, destroyed the whole front end of the car. And all I remember was like, Andrew going, go, 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 go. (laughs) So, I mean, we we pulled out. I remember told Chief that we uh, got backed into it, Taco Bell. And a guy had a, he said a guy had a brick truck. I don't know what a brick truck is, bro. <laughs> my my dad was so awesome because he didn't call me on it. He just like, uh huh. <laughs> wow, I never I never knew what you told him. I didn't know that. Oh, bro. I mean, I'm, there's all those accidents, man. I was me and Robbie Ennis were probably some very accident prone drivers, but um, yeah, I remember there was that. There's that time I t- had the Cadillac. I rear-ended Andrew. There oh on a, my gosh! I didn't know what course of cannon. No, I totally forgot about that. Craig, right? He lived yeah. on Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and rear-ended him. And that was um, who was in the car with him? It was uh, it was me driving. I can't remember who was driving. I was in the someone was leaning out the window, but I remember like Clint James or somebody was sitting out was like in the passenger seat of Andrew's car. Didn't do anything to the shadow, man. Shadow didn't even have a scratch. The whole front end of the Cadillac was crunched. I was like, man, this is, we're sitting there like trying to figure out how we're going to make it happen. I said, the, we ended up like spooning. We ended up like spooning brake fluid 
out of the car and then telling Chief the brakes didn't work or something. It was, oh, man, listen, it was, oh, my gosh. You never got an accident in that green truck, though. No, I got into one. Yes, I did. Um, Oh, this is funny. I don't know. I can't say. You drove so slow. Well, it wasn't my fault. All you did all day long was just hook your arm over the steering wheel and then just drive. You didn't even, your hand never even touched the steering wheel. You just drove with your forearm. I treated that truck like it was, it literally was like a piece of gold on wheels. Um, Aaron McGregor hit me one night. He was coming from Bynum and he took the curve too fast and just hit, bumped me and it put a little dent on the back uh, right hand side. But uh, we were able to fix that mostly. Aaron McGregor. Who was it? Who was it? In that? It was somebody in that grade or close to that. Who was it that went out and got their butt whipped one time at a bar? Um, they went out to. All right, give me some town. What are the, what are the towns on the way? Is it Mertens? Okay, you think Milford, Hubbard? It could yeah, be. you're going out Bynum. Bynum heading towards Hubbard. Oh, that's yeah, Mertens. that's where House was. House and Pooh's Palace. Who got? Someone got beat up at Ross Dobbs. Ross Dobbs. Ross Dobbs went out there and got 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 his ass. Because didn't he say he was going to be he was going to be a Marine? He was bragging about going into the Marines or something. Maybe I remember he. I think he got a ride to um, Annapolis for the naval for the naval academy. Yeah, I think he did. He's doing well. Yeah, I remember. I but you know Ross never really messed with me, but um, but yeah, I remember hearing that story about that. Like because you know Aaron McGregor and all them, they were just. How right, man. They were savages. Oh yeah. my god. That whole group. That I really enjoyed that uh that senior class when we were freshmen, man. Those seniors were pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. Because yeah. that was Roderick and uh, uh Roderick and Victor. I don't know. It wasn't was it Roderick? Because it was, was Roderick, Roderick Victor was Jr. Not the, I remember you had you had Pete Rios, you had Corey Dan, Oliver. Right? Corey Oliver. See, because yeah, that was all one class. It was Pete Rios, it was Dan Salarzno. Um, Schultz. What was the what was the quarterback name? Eric Schultz. Eric Schultz. And then you had Aaron um, had Aaron Adams. You had uh, uh, Justin Kemp. No, nah, that would have been the junior class because that was Derek Wilcox's class, right? Jeff. Okay, Jeff then that's Derek the grade Wilcox. that then that's the grade that Luck that uh, Roderick and Victor is in. Yeah, because I remember, I remember we used to have, we had a coach named uh, Coach Youngs, from he was from Mejia, and that was that freshman year we went ten and zero baseball and um coach Jones was out there throwing bp and um i remember aaron adams you know always aaron had a little spit in his mouth yeah gump always spitting right and so so gump sits there he's taking bat in practice and he's swinging and and coach coach Jones leans i says gump swing this swing the stick and goes like sorry coach I, I don't want to hit you. And he's like, and he, we had an L screen and coach and coach. I was like, yo, fuck the pitcher. Swing the stick. <laughs> Shit you not. Next pitch. He catches one on the outside corner, comes back, hits it and catches him in his hand, like his follow through. So he hits coach Young's hand on the follow through and coach. I was like, God damn it. And Young's head goes, yeah, fuck the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest thing uh, ever. Yeah. Those are, those uh, are fun dude. Man, get that! Don't ever put that picture. You look, boy. <laughs> don't get me started yeah. on you. A picture just popped up. It looked like a a headshot for a like I don't even know, man. You had like you. I have no idea. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead back and find it. I'm gonna put a screenshot. It was a Google on picture, it. wasn't it? It was my Google. It was I Google. might be. <laughs> did I have my hair? Did I have, did I have my hair all pretty? Yeah, you look. You look. Oh my god. I gotta be politically. I gotta be politically correct. But I want to call you a whole lot of names. <laughs> Don't be a hater. You, we all have that one pretty picture you gotta use. Hey, when I hang up this phone, oh, I will call you <laughs> off the record and call you a whole lot of names. <laughs> it's gotta been. It, wait, we're on. We're on whatever. So Zoom is that Google? Yeah, it's gotta be my Google picture. It just yeah. popped up out of nowhere. You look. Yeah, don't be a hater. I'm pretty. Everyone's got that. You gotta have that one picture, just like you know when you answer the phone and you sit, you know, you sit there be cutting it with your boys and everything. And be like, <laughs> yeah, like what's going on? You know, like you all. Everyone's got the the picture version of that. So whatever, it's all good. There's a movie like oh. that. Have you seen it? It's uh, I think it says "Hello" or "Sorry to bother you." It's called "Sorry to bother you," and it's about um a black guy who learns how to put on a white voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's doing telemarketing. Really? It's a great movie. That's amazing. You should check That's it out. Amazing. It's got uh, Danny Glover in it. Yeah, so it's a pretty good movie. You should check it out. Um, oh, I remember that time. Remember that time? Who was it? I remember I called J. I remember I, was, I called J.C. Russell, and like, I remember I called. I was like, I remember I called. Jan answered the phone, and I was and and I said, I was like, and I've been. I was hanging out with. I don't know. I was probably with my. I don't know who I was with at the time. We we're just you know off the record, but I was hanging with people. You know, my my boys. And, you know the 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 G, G, G unit. Anyway, so. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was like, is, I was like, is JC there? And she's like, yeah. And she went, she went and go get JC's for you. And I heard them kind of like bickering on the phone. Like I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I could tell they were kind of like, it wasn't just like, here you go. It was like, you know, all that stuff. She comes to the phone. She's like, hello. And I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, mom, it's only Matt. I had, I had too much bass in my voice for mm -hmm. that particular you know, but oh my god, she's like my mom thought you were someone else. Se like, oh no, seventh grade. I finally, I finally get up to courage. I'm like I'm gonna ask JC out. It was right over. I think it was a Christmas break. So I tell my brother, my older brother Casey, and he's like, I'll drive you over there. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. So we what pull, we pull up in the yellow Volkswagen, and it's um, my little brother in the passenger side, and him driving, and I'm in the back. So they let me out. I walk up to the door. I knock. Miss Russell comes up to the door, Jan, being so sweet. She's like, no, Justin, she's not here. Um, she'll be back tomorrow around, you know, lunch. You should come by. I'm like, I will. Have a good night. So I walk to the car, and they have me locked out. But they're, like, talking crazy to me, like, ha-ha, you can't get in. And so I'm, like, beating on the door, cussing at them, talking crazy. Finally, I look back, and Miss Russell goes, Justin, are you okay? <laughs> And I was like, it's so over when I get in this car. They let me in the car. Oh yeah, man. I'd kill him. You can't do that. She was the ISS teacher, man. Like, yo, Miss got... Russell, seventh grade. Seventh grade, I almost went to alternative school, bro. Like, I went to – because you, you remember you got four ISS trips before you went to alternative school. Right, right. And, like, I, and I remember I was, I, I was a fool in seventh grade. And I remember I went to – I remember when I got told – that I was going to ISS for the fourth time. It was like early or mid-May. So there's still time to go to ISS and then go to alternative school. If you went to alternative school, you had to do summer school. Right. And so I remember crying. Bro, I was like, I can't Because first of all, you know, you went to when you went to when you went to ISS, they made you write in cursive the entire time. Mm -hmm. You had to write on the blank white paper and they gave you all those stupid coloring, those colored books. You had to read. To this day, I still remember the story about the guy whose falcon kept trying to keep him from drinking the water. The snake had died in because oh the snake was poisonous. God. Yeah. That, I'll never forget that story. Why do I know that story? Because I was an ISS. That's I'm cultured. Funny. Thank you. You know, I also remember I also remember um, how to eat proper eating. Yeah, forks. Because of, yeah. because of Jan Russell and ISS, where the forks go and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right, brother. Kind of the um, my first week of seventh grade, I had thirty demerits. Well, for every ten merits was like a week of detention. So they said we can't do this. Like you can't put you in to a school for thirty straight days. ISS. So Miss Russell said, why don't we put him with a janitor where he works off his days? So she got me to work with the janitor, and all I did was go down there with raw bass, and we talked about rap music. We talked about Tupac every day for an hour. He would say, "What's your favorite Tupac song?" And I would tell him, and he would teach me the lyrics. <laughs> so I was like, "Thank you, Miss cool. Russell." Rob yeah, was cool man. Rob was Russell. cool. Rob was cool. All right, big dog. On that note, I'm out. Matt, this off real podcast. This has been a throwback episode. We're gonna do this more often. All right, man. Take care. All day. Later.